WWTV's After Further Review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, Cody said he wanted some college football. So we're going to give him some college football. Uh, what you got, fellas? Because I'm, 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 wasn't really ready for college football just yet. You know, give me a couple weeks. Yeah, same here for me, too. I usually like to start thinking about this in August. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, the, I, I mean, the only thing I can really think of right now, and I'd like to get Dave's take on this, is are we going to see our first Pat Riley three-peat yeah, since the 50s, maybe? Does Georgia run it back for a third straight year? No. Right there. Remember that SEC music? Well, that's not. That's pretty much. That's going to be now the Big Ten on CBS. Yeah, but still, though, the old school is this. Go ahead, though. David said no. Man, we had to blow the dust off this. Yeah, off this theme song. Why? Why no? Why no three P? Well, I just think yes. As Georgia, yes, they're still a top dog, but as we've seen even last year. It's not as though Georgia is head and shoulders above everyone else, like leaps and bounds, like they're beating everyone, you know, 59 to 13. Like, you still have to account for a team like Alabama who's not going to go away. And Georgia always plays Alabama close and tough. You know, a team like Tennessee, you never know. Do I think that they'll be nationally ranked, like, in the top five next year? No, but... In the SEC, you never know. LSU is probably going to get better. So even thinking, I mean, you also have to account for Florida. They can have one of those crazy years where they upset someone. You just never know with the SEC. And then that's also thinking about the likes of if we're going to say Ohio State's going to be in the national championship conversation, they're going to get better. The likes of Michigan. So it's not a guarantee that they can 3P+. Plus, yes, they're able to kind of take the page from Nick Saban and just kind of reload instead of rebuild. But you have to think that with an even bigger target on your back, can you – it's easy to be at the top, and yes, it's good that they, you know, went back-to-back. A lot of people are saying that, you know, when they play TCU in the National Championship game, they really didn't play anybody. Like, their toughest competition was, a, you know, was in the semifinal, but – yeah, it, it's just hard to three-peat. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like the field. If I'm taking Georgia or the field, I'm I'm going to go with the field. I would agree. I'll go with the field, too. Yeah. Make it a clean sweep. Because, I mean, you got to remember, these are still co- these are college-age kids. They're going to be like, okay, you know what? We're, we've been kicking everybody's ass for the last couple of years. They're gonna start to you get don't bored. Have a and a quarter yeah, I mean that's the thing. They're gonna be breaking a new quarterback. 
Heck, a lot of their defensive stars. I mean, I'm sh- I, I mean, I know Kirby Smart's probably got guys piled in like Cordwood, but again, some of those guys we haven't seen, and we don't know what they can do until we actually see them um, in a big spot where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, I, who do you think is going to come out number one in the polls? Isn't the poll come out in a month or so? I think so. Okay. Yeah, so the top five is probably going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan at four, and then... Where's Michigan State at? Not Not anywhere close. You don't think so? No. But, but, I mean, David, you brought up Ohio State and Michigan. This is is something just came to me. Right now, Ohio State has better national. I think they have better national championship odds than Michigan. Yet Michigan has beaten them the last two years. Well, because everyone jumps on Ryan Day's, you know, ding dong. Even though he really hasn't proven anything with his own recruiting class, like but that's a whole that's a whole back to you know Ryan Day still hasn't proven that he's a good recruiter like he has the Ohio State name behind him but you know well like, is I, that I fair David gonna be Ohio State. is that really fair though David he has been winning with the talent it's not like Ohio State's really truly fallen off but I think a lot of eyeballs are going to be on him this year to see can he sustain what he's been doing or does it start to fall off because as you said you still have Urban Myers recruit you still have the talent in there now let's see what you've been bringing into the stable and, and I think also part of that eyes being on him is because he hasn't been Michigan in the last two years. And everyone in that state knows one game matters. doesn't matter if it's, if it's you have to go between national championship and beating Michigan, everyone's going to say, you beat that team up north. Like, that that game matters more than any for Ohio State football. But, but hasn't the dynamic kind of changed? You're saying that, but it seems... Frank, yeah, they can hear you through the, the the mic. If you need to take a swig, let me know so I can turn the mic yeah, off. You, know, you can no. hear you, all the, the the water going down your throat and into your esophagus and everything. But now, Ohio State fans, I think it's a little more than just winning the game against that team up north. If you're not in the national playoff, it's a failure for some of these Ohio State fans. Would you agree? I'd have to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's that's the standard. Beat Michigan, win national championship. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two goals every year for Ohio State fans, boosters, alums, former players. Like, everyone with eyes kind of focus on Columbus. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Ryan Day hasn't been able to deliver that. And so, like, they're even, you know, rumblings, you know, does does Ryan Day – Particularly if he doesn't beat Michigan again, does he get the axe after the season? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like as much as people don't want it, like people saw the metrics of you know Ohio State national brand, national championships. Um, yeah, the goal every season. Like I don't think I personally, you know, we'll just do the Big Ten right. Now. I don't think Ohio State wins the Big Ten because they're not going to beat Michigan. And so they're automatically not going to go to Indianapolis. 
Will it be similar to last year where they didn't win and they still got to the playoff? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still think Michigan is the top of this class. I think Penn State's third, Michigan State's fourth. There. Big Ten West preview. Or Big Ten East preview, sorry. <laughs> well, here, I mean, I'll just come out and say it. The Big Ten goes through Ann Arbor now. Yeah, I know you. I know you're mad about that. No, I'm not mad about it. I've just accepted it. Oh, okay. Because remember, it's been for the last few years on here, you called him James Joseph Harbaugh, instead of Jim. And you've gotten hot under the collar every time. Oh, that. because everybody said that how it was going to be Elvis, that, the other, and it didn't happen. Well, now it has happened. But yeah. it takes, yeah, right, it does take time. But you were, you were, I think you were a little upset because at the time, I was ta- Michigan I, State was relevant and you wanted Michigan State to get their respect. Right? Am I right? More then, or then, less. Then, then Tony was doing a heck of a job up there. And obviously, this Michigan State, Michigan's the little brother bowl. And you know Michigan State at the time was doing better than Michigan for and for the last what was it four or five years before Harbaugh got up there, you know Brady Hope sprinkling a, a season or two in there, but still Michigan State was the better football team, and then the Messiah came as you thought it was, and you were upset that people were crowning Jim before they needed to crown him, right? Yeah, because it was like what. We're going to crown him even though he hasn't done diddly-poo. Well, he did diddly-poo in the NFL and diddly-poo at Stanford. <laughs> so it wasn't like he was just diddly-poo-poo coming in or he was a new head coach and had no experience. He, he had some diddly-poo experience, so you couldn't say that. By actually doing something, I mean winning a conference championship, which he did not do at Stanford. But then he won a couple bowl games. Did he make Stanford relevant? You got to start somewhere. I, then he makes San Jose State relevant. No, he wasn't at San Jose State. He was, was at San, University of San Diego. Oh, San Diego. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, well, they were at FCS. I mean, <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Oh well, yeah. But yeah, you used to get hot under the collar, and I used to just—I mean, hey, we, we made a commercial out of it. Judas Priest. I think that was for another something completely different. But no, you still you remember the time you were screaming in the mic and you used to spit on the mic when we talked about Jim Harbaugh. Actually, I think Feels the Judas like Priest. No, no, that, the, the, the Judas Priest wasn't something the, that was completely. Karaoke, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. also said Judas I, Priest towards Jim Harbaugh as well. Yeah, because uh, again, by the way, he's a Toledo, Ohio native. Yes, he was born in Toledo. Mm, that makes him a native. Yeah. Well, again, I was born in Toledo as well. And he played for the Bears. Yes, he was a quarterback for the Bears. Mm-hmm. So, but you, yeah, you were real. You 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 hated it. I mean, you hated it. Because everyone, everyone wanted to say how great he was when he really didn't have the results to back it up. I mean, he had some nice results, but he didn't have the Results that you wanted to equate him to. Like, what's the what, what's the difference? Let's hear this out. Because, Frank, you... Okay, Frank, go ahead. Like, everyone says, oh, yeah. There was a lot of people claiming, oh, he's going to win multiple national championships. And, said, and he was going to win, dominate the Big Ten as soon as he came in. Well, 
again, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there was times where things got pretty rough. Most notably, 2017, uh, 2019 had their moments. 2020. I, look, I know people say COVID, but look, it still happened where everything completely went off the rails. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were there were plenty of Michigan fans who were really getting tired of all the, of all the antics and all the extra stuff going on. Say, you know what? You were brought here here to win games, not make an ass of yourself. This is longest ten year coaching stint. Oh yeah, it, it is. I mean, I think he, I think he, I think, I think he. I, I want to say this. I mean, this is just this is my this is just my belief. So, guys, take take it how you will. But I think it was after her twenty twenty when he basically started. Looking for work in the NFL, he interviewed with the Vikings, things, and apparently didn't get picked for the job, and got sent back because there was speculation that he was already on his way out. He had his office cleaned out, and then he showed back up, up, and uh, I guess it was Josh Gaddis who was the offensive coordinator was starting to get stuff in, and shows up like, "What are you doing here?" I'm coming back, and then I think that real he realized that he needed to kind of change the way he does some stuff. Not from like a a foot from a football standpoint, but maybe like on a personal level. Oh, maybe how he handles some things, and you know, maybe that caused him to change. Say, you know what, this is what maybe that was where the light bulb came out for him. Said, hey, I got to do this in order to. Who beat Ohio State or beat Michigan State and get to Indianapolis and get to a playoff game? So, I mean, I think, I th- truthfully, I think it was maybe it just took a lot longer for the light to cut to finally come on and things to click. Mm-hmm. It did. Well, all coaches, you have growth. And that's the one thing I think I like out of Harbaugh. He's had a lot of growth. Right. Yeah, I think, and I think he's real. I think he's a a lot. I think he's a lot more. I think he's realized, you know what? Hey, I gotta be. He's a lot more business like and not trying to do the uh, climb a tree for a recruit or mm-hmm. sleep over at some recruit's house mm-hmm. or, or all, all this crazy quirky nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you did then. You thought he was a sideshow for a while. Yeah, then he finally dropped the sideshow. So, well done, Jim. Now, what about Michigan State? What's up with your Spartans over there? I look. I know. Look, I know. It, last year was pretty rough. Tough with. Uh, I mean, there were injuries. There were guys who weren't producing. I mean, Mel Tucker recruits like a madman. I mean, he's. Brought he's brought in high level recruiting classes. I mean, this class that's in right now uh, was supposedly pretty damn good, and I know he's been added to the twenty twenty four class. He just got a commitment from uh, Nick Marsh, a really good wide receiver out of River Rouge High School, cool, who I actually refed at inter squad scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Side note. <laughs> 
So, I mean, he, there's no question that he's been able to bring talent in, but the thing is, I think his first couple of years, he had to use, he used the transfer portal to try to put, try and just get everything all put together with, with duct tape and popper, and it's, it's, and while it held together for a little bit, it isn't gonna hold. It isn't always gonna hold together for long term. I mean, it worked. It worked in twenty one with Kenneth Walker. But then once you realize he's gone. Now you're basically having to MacGyver your way to putting a roster together, mm-hmm. and things just kind of fell apart for him. And honestly, this season, and I think, I think he's got it's, he's got to win at least seven or eight games Aims this to, year. Yeah, Why? just I think just to keep uh, just to keep everybody from going completely off the off their rocker and so is this can I ask you this though because you, you like that instant success so if he doesn't get seven to eight wins is he on the hot seat are we gonna be hearing you talking about he has to be on the hot seat or the program's falling apart I th- I think you're gonna hear a lot of that talk that he will be why that you just like Harbaugh look at it, it's taking time for him to get rid of the as you like to call the stick or the act can, can this man marinate, or is it once again? Because that starts on stability for Frank, especially for college kids. You need some stability. And Mark D'Antoni, if I remember correctly, he didn't start off the hottest coach either. I mean, he went, nope. he, would go seven, he went seven and five and five, nine and four, and nine and three in his first couple of years, mm-hmm. which was like, okay, you know, you're starting it going in the right direction. Now, can you keep it up? I mean, then. 2009 backslid, and then they mm-hmm. two they had two years of. Um, and I think at that point you wanted to get him fired anyway. No, 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 no. It was, I think it was 2010. Like you know what, you gotta, you got. I mean, look, you gotta show that 2009 wasn't a fluke. Win some games, otherwise there's gonna be trouble brewing. And of course, 2010, 2011, back to back 11 win years. Here's 12, they had a drop-off, off, and then basically he started to make a few changes around the program, and I'll still say had it not been for a play that happened when they were playing South Florida, uh, and which resulted in a quarterback change, mm-hmm. then they would they probably wouldn't have gone on their run to the Rose Bowl, and of course many say that had it not been for some pass interference call, all against Notre Dame, they would have been undefeated and probably played Florida State in the national championship. And mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of people talking about how that would go. I just won't go down that way because for what that horse has been dead and buried for the last ten years. Right, you don't you don't want to be a horse beater. Uh, I'm not one who likes. I'm not one for striking of deceased equines. <laughs> okay, David. Yeah, I just think that, I mean, all these conversations seem similar. Just in terms of fan bases, they want instant success. They want, mm-hmm. especially with in the college game, if a coach, um, if a coach does not get his plan in place in enough time for the fan base to be happy, then yeah, 
fire everyone, get a new coaching in, get a new rotation. It's, it's fairly simple. Like you have to give time. Now, granted, does Michigan State want to be better? Yes. Do they want to be able to beat Michigan and be able to get a bowl game? Yes. But it comes down to can knowing that Mel Tucker is a great recruit, but then it comes down to on the field. Yes, you can get all these players in the door, but if they're not a cohesive unit and effective by the time you play your rivals or just even middle of the pack in terms of the Big Ten, in terms of conference play. Like, yes, it's good to beat Central Michigan. Yes, it's good to play Western Michigan and you know, all the directional schools. But how does that help you in the long term, it's similar with Michigan. Yes, you can play all these non-conference, but if you don't beat Ohio State, that's the goal. If you don't get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's the goal. And no, um, Coach Harbaugh has not won that national championship, but like not not everyone can. There's only four teams in the playoffs. There's only one national champion. So there's 200 and some other schools that, by that standard, fail every year whether you're as big, quote-unquote, as USC or your school in the MAC. So, yeah, it's about not tempering expectations but making them realistic. And so knowing where your program is at and knowing if, if you are in that hamster wheel, then either find a way out of it, kind of with the coach you have, or... Like is the case nowadays, really in most sports, just get the new coach and just try all over, and then you have, you know, play like you have players that play for you know three different coaching staffs in four years, which doesn't really help anyone's growth. But with the transfer portal now, kids can just go anywhere, so it doesn't even matter for them. Well, well, David, I think the reason that people get are wanting success quickly is because you see you see it happen and in the pros where there is the the six year plan isn't acceptable unless you're taking over a roster that coach prime has yeah that has absolutely nobody there where you could where you could where you could have Bill Belichick coach and he wouldn't even win a single game well, you need talent, fellas. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's going to take time to get in there, hit there. But, of course, you also got to make sure that those guys are willing to put the work in. True. And, of course, you're obviously going to have to weed those guys out. I mean, even as Mel Tucker said, you could compete to play, complete, <laughs> compete to stay. Um, What do you guys think of Coach Prime before we get out of this segment? All hype? I mean, the, uh, swag or substance? Ooh, mm, yeah, swagger substance. Man, I want. Can I just say hold on that because I want to see how he does it at least a couple of games at Colorado first. Because, mm. because for one thing, I mean, when he went to Jackson State, he did very, he did very well there. I mean, granted, that's a that's an HBCU, and what what had, what had Jackson State really done before he got there? Not much. So I mean, if he can, I don't know if he can, if he can duplicate that success in Boulder, 
her and get Colorado back to being a decent program because, for all intents and purposes, Colorado football hall was ass cheeks. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe uh, one, except maybe for one year where they got the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done anything since. But I mean, they. I know. I'm not saying he's going to have a play like they were in the days of Bill McCartney. But hey, you know, he's he's been able to sell players on it. He's been able to sell fans on it. Let's see if it translates to results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, David. Yeah, uh, like I still, I think there's still more substance there. Like, yes, Prime is going to be flashy, and yes, he's going to, you know, he has that name recognition. But I think going to a program like Colorado, where they're they were nowhere close to being anywhere close to a playoff, much less winning the Pac-12. Like, or if they change conferences, like Colorado is the perfect place for it because their expectations are low. No one in Boulder is like, "Hey, we're going to win a national championship in five years." Like that, not even in not even in a video game is that realistic. So I think him being able to get his recruits, having a recruiting class all of his own. And honestly, just being real with the kids, which is something I appreciate from Coach Prime. Like, hey, if you're going to be here, you're going to work. And if I think that you're not going to be able to get playing time here, help. here's what I can do to help you get playing time somewhere else. But one, I think that's just being real with the kid and kind of coming from a former athlete. I think that a lot of coaches should do that, try to help the kid instead of just, eh, you know, you're just going to sit on the bench for four years, which – is not good for you because I know you, that you want to play, but yeah, I, I I think he is all substance. I think okay. Colorado is definitely going to be night and day. They're going to they're going to look a lot different. I'm not saying that they're going to challenge for the conference title, but who knows? With the Pac-12 being wide open, you you just never know. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do think within within. Uh, I'll say about the time this recruiting class that he's bringing in graduates, not the transfers, like the incoming freshmen, I, I think Colorado will be within the top 20 ranking, if not top 15. Just because I think by, when the, when kids see his success, they'll want to play for pride. Mm-hmm. And that, that will only, like, you, you need talent to win in, in college football. And if he can get the talent to come to Boulder, Colorado's going to look night and day different. And they're saying he's bringing it in. I know, but then again, I do know he's gotten rid of a lot of talent. Some people have been mad about that. Yeah. But I mean, I think, yeah, just, you know, him coming in and he said, um, when I come in, I'm going to bring in my own guys. And there were a lot of people that were upset. Honestly, I think that's just kind of, with the transfer portal and just the current generation of kids who don't want to really fight and compete for a spot, they just want to be at one handed to them or kind of gifted to them. That's a whole another rant for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate. I'm saying, hey, if if you want to transfer, I will help you put together the tape, to send the coaches. You'll have recommendation, full support. So, like at least being in the kids' corner to help them in the transfer process. But yeah, it's it's college football. Just because you were guaranteed a spot one 
one year doesn't mean that you're going to be guaranteed at the next. And it's not as though football are two four-year scholarships. It's re- renewed year after year. Yeah, so. depending. Yeah, it is true. It is a renewable one year after year. And, and like I said, and aid is based on that as well. It could be a full scholarship. It could be partial scholarship. So, yes, you're right. It is renewable every year. Well, we got a segment in of college football coming up next. Talk a little gambling football, then the NHL free agency. Uh, yeah. All right. So, David, give us a sneak peek since we're going from college football to the pros. And I don't know, is Cody still even on there? We talked about college football for a half hour. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's probably too busy gambling. Right. Some yeah, that's what I'm saying. He likes college football, and Cody likes to gamble. He's always talking about bets on here. Go ahead, David, though. Preview. Yeah, the, the NFL is all about gambling, so why are we suspending our players for gambling? Doesn't make sense. Uh, I can't explain that. Listen to 88.3 WGDs after further review. You're listening to excuse me, Frank, myself, and David the Man and God Harris. Make sure you also listen to us on our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head at WXGTs after further review. When we return... Talk a little bit about gambling.